Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Alright, we're back here with Tree Talking Time, and actually, this guest is probably the first true repeat guest. There's only one other person that I can think of that was on the podcast twice, but they were record both his podcasts were recorded like at the same time. We just kind of split it into two. So welcome back, Tyler. Howdy. Long time no see. Yeah, I know. Let's see. This is going to come out on October 4th and your, the last podcast we did came out on September 6th. Well, I I hope the next month is as good as this month has been. I know you've had a a really good month, and for the listeners that don't know, this is Tyler Compton, the winner of the most recent uh, UKC World Hunt with his female Get Gone Jenna. Yes, sir. So it was kind of funny. I text you, you know, what was that Friday night? Were you? I think. Yep. You know, while you were going into semifinals, and I was like, when you win, I said, I need to, I need that interview. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I held true. The only, the only, the first one that I've done so far, minus UKC. Trevor, he oh. cornered me there before I left. And, oh, they, I knew they were going to uh, corner you before you even went to bed. So, <laughs> right. And other than that, you're the first one, so you're lucky number one. Good deal. It it still took us a week and a half to get it done, but that's all right. Yeah, you've been busy. Part of our busy lives. Yep. That's right. Trying to get moved and everything else. And you're still hunting. I am. Yeah, we just had the PKC's um, regional qualifying event here here at my home club this weekend. So we okay. went from one hunt right into the other. <laughs> Didn't even get a break. No, nope, no break. Did you hunt Jenna in that? I did. Yes, I hunted Jenna in that both rounds, Friday and Saturday. And uh, we kind of let the loot to Friday night a little later. She looked terrible and got beat on a tiebreaker Saturday night. So we didn't do any good, but uh, it is what it is. Yep. You know, like I said, you were on podcast a month ago. We talked about Jenna briefly. Why don't we talk a little bit about Jenna and where she came from and a little bit about her background before we kind of get in into the hunt and the process of, of the world hunt and, and just kind of, yeah, you know, the journey to, to get from a puppy that you have a lot of history with the breeding all the way to now. Yeah, so... um Jenna was raised by a guy up in, in around Kansas City area, Smithville, Missouri. Um, his name is Dwayne Jeremiah. We're good friends to this day. Uh, he um, he had this had a female that was a full sister to Shine Cummings, uh, redneck backwoods Shack, and he had contacted my father-in-law, who is Cheyenne Cummings. For those of you who do not know, I'm married to Cheyenne's youngest daughter, and he had contacted him and asked about who he should breed her to. He, he was looking for a, his next pup and, and decided that he would figure out where he should go and that Shy would, would know the best crosses on the um, on the mafia background. So whenever he, he told Cheyenne, Cheyenne said, you know, bone collector dogs tend to cross best on the mafia stuff, what I've seen just from my experience. And there, we happen to have a really nice one just down the road from our house, a, a local dog here. Uh, that was named Bones Backwater Banjo. So, long story short, Cheyenne got those two guys hooked up. Um, Dwayne took him right over to Rob Thompson's house, took, took the baby over there, and 
and made the cross. Well, fast forward, it's time for uh, for baby to have her pup. She has them. I, I don't remember how many she had. I think she had seven. And for setting the deal up, Dwayne decided to give Cheyenne a pup. Okay. Well, it, Jenna happened to be the white one of the pups. Uh, if, if Cheyenne taught me nothing more, it's to pick the white ones out. We we like the white <laughs> ones. We like the color. Uh, you know, if they were all white, that's, that's even better. So he gets her home, uh, but she's eight weeks old or so, and, and she's running loose in the yard there. And me and Ashton were dating at the time, and, and I used to go over there quite frequently because at this time I'm still hunting other dogs. I've got uh, whatever dogs at a mafia or shy. Shy sent me with dogs, and I'm hunting them for him. And, and I'm still – I mean, I've been in the game a while, but I, I'm still a little little wet behind the ears. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for that for that big winner, you know, I won a few hunts and, and I'm, I'm just eating it up, but I really don't have the perfect dog. And, uh, I didn't know a dang thing about starting a pup or anything of that nature really either. I, I knew, I just knew how to turn them loose. Yep. And shy, shy had been a, a huge help, help with that. But long story short, I get over there one day and this, this little female's running around the yard. I mean, she's beautiful, almost all white, got a spot on her forehead. And, um, I decide that I'm going to see, see what Shad's seller to me. And I ask him what she's out of. He tells me she's out of banjo and, and baby and uh, the story. And, and I said, I tell you, what, what would it take to buy her? And he said, I tell you what, you take her and hunt her, get her started. And he said, you can have half of her if you do that. And I said, okay. I said, Shad, I don't know nothing about starting a dog. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I just, and he said, that's fine. He said, I'll help you along, whatever we need to do. Mm-hmm. I said, that's fine. So I took her home. She was, she was probably probably between three and four months old at that time. And I took her home. We, we buddied up together and, and, uh, which you I take it back. The reason why I picked her out at guys, there's pups all over the yard. He let him, he was able to let him run loose. And, um, man, this little female just comes zooming through the yard like an airplane. And the only time she'd stop, she'd grab a bite of feed or she'd get a little head scratching and off she'd go again. I mean, every five minutes she'd come flying in through the yard the other way. And I thought that's a wild one. That's, that's what I want. Yep competition guys like them wild ones yeah that's right we we do that you know they're always acting packed they're always doing something they're always getting into trouble i mean it's, it's one of those things <laughs> so uh fast forward there she's six seven months old and i decide i'm gonna take her hunt and a lot of people don't don't know this or, or think this is kind of funny and and uh, i take her that night and and the reason i'll back up again uh kind of a funny story so the guy who owns Banjo, who was Rob Thompson, he had a, a girlfriend at the time, and her name was Jenna. And he, they were kind of having some satin problems, and, and he was trying to figure out how to get her, you know, get get over it, get, get on with his life. And, well, Shy thought it was hilarious. And this little female, he thought, I'm going to name her Get Gone Jenna. <laughs> and that's how Jenna got her name. We didn't know nothing about it. She was just a, a big, big old puppy, you know? Yeah, so, that's funny. I, I, yeah, everyone thinks it's, oh, she's wild. That's why you named her that. And it had nothing to do with that. It was a name that Shy came up with that has nothing to do with it. yet. We didn't even know that she was going to make it at this time. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, back to the first night hunting her. Um, I get her out of the box and I put a collar on her, you know, and, and I just set her there on the ground. I get the other dog out that I'm hunting and, and uh, well, I get ready to turn loose and this little female's gone. I'm thinking, where in the world is she at? So I pull up my garments. And she's a thousand yards. Holy smokes. And I'll never forget. 
Yeah, first night in the woods. I called Shy and I said, Cheyenne, why did you name this dog Get Gone Jenna? He laughed. He said, what do you mean? I said, she is gone. And I have never even turned her loose before, you know? Yeah. And that's that's exactly, that's how she was from day one. She just wild, went hunting good, didn't care what nothing else was doing. And uh, so, you know, about eight, I think about eight months old, she treated her first coon. And, and they were pretty far and few between. She liked to run a lot. She's pretty junky. And, and uh, I just let her be. Shy told me, you know, don't mess her up. Just let her do it. When she starts training coons, she'll quit all that. And sure enough, he was right. Uh, I, I got to hunt her, and and she just started coming coming right together. So one thing led to another, and, and here we are. You know, uh, mm-hmm. five years later now, uh, she she quit all the junk and and went to train coons and was was pretty competitive at it. We won a bunch, and I yeah. couldn't be more proud of her or me for getting this far. Yeah. Now, um, what all has she won prior to the world hunt? So prior to the world hunt. Um, I got her in, I took her to the spring super stakes pup. I took her to her sophomore super stakes and I made the top 20 with her. Um, that was a big feat. I'd never been there. That was, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I took her to her junior super stakes and I made the top six. I made the heads up cast and, and she laid an egg on me and we just got to lay out there and, and cry about it in the cornfield that night. But it, it was a good experience either way. Yeah. I, uh, I had made the top 100 of the UKC World Hunt there in, um, I think it was 19 that I made, maybe it was 20, I think it was 20. Okay. Uh, I also, I also won the Oklahoma State UKC Championship in back-to-back years. I won it in 20 and in 21 nice. with her. Um, that's when the top 16 hunts it off here and, and, you know, they all get to kind of get each other. Anyways, I won it won it back to back years with that that was probably to, to date the most proudest win that I I had had. Mm-hmm. Just because it was right here at home and, and yeah. with all the guys I hunt with night in and night out. Yeah, definitely. So and then I think that pretty much you know, I I'd won right at about oh you know, she was a she's a platinum champion, so I'd won about twenty thousand twenty one thousand going into the into the world hunt with her and in PKC just money that I'd won there. So it's not like she's a, you know, a stranger to the winner's circle or, or competition up by any means. No, we just, we couldn't finish. We, we'd been there and been close a time or two. We just could never get the job done. And, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that's luck and breaks. And, oh, and yeah. I tell you what, a lot of it's fake. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the good, the good Lord blessed me out there at the UKC world. And, and as you guys will hear here in a little bit, there was a lot of breaks that had to happen. And it did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really opened my eyes to a lot of things and, and i'm telling you when you're meant to win something nobody else can stop you and I, i'm not i'm not doing that as a as a brad moment that's that's the good lord above working and it's a long story but it's a good one well we're, we're gonna get into that here here soon but let's talk about the breakdown of, of how you progress to get even to the world hunt because i know a lot of the, my listeners are not competition coon hunters and, and that includes me i'm i'm i go to some local hunts but i mean I'm not that familiar with how you go from competing at a local level to getting to the world hunt. Right. So they have what they call it regional qualifying events all over the country starting January 1st until I think it's about August 15th is the end of it. Uh, you can qualify if you, it's just a normal, typical um, local hunt like you would. Normally they draw a few more dogs. You have to be in the top 10 um, to, to get qualified. Nowadays, they don't have more than, you know, 40 dogs at them generally. Yeah. 
So you just have to go win your cast. You go compete just like you would a local hunt, but you're competing against dogs that are titled. You know, you can grand night champion dogs, night champion dogs, open dogs. They're all thrown in a pile, and you draw out with three other ones. You have to win. You have to be the best out of four. Okay. And uh, you hunt for two hours, and that's, you know, whatever you got to do to win when you win that cast, it qualifies you to hunt at the what we call the zones, which would be like a sectional. Mm-hmm. And um, which would then advance you to the world hunt. So when you when you go, there's like three thousand dogs, I think UKC said competing this year for the that was entered in those RQEs, those regional qualifying events. Wow! And um, yeah, and then from there, when you when you go to the zone, it was mm-hmm. there's uh, six or seven of those around the country. Yeah. I don't remember the total number. Mm-hmm. Um, but they take out of all those dogs, you know, they've already won the on cast. Now they're competing for their next round, which would be um, the top 100. You uh, you have to win, either be high scoring dog or a double cast winner, and you have to be in the top, um, say 25 percent. I think is what it was there at our zone. Okay. Mine happened. I went to Pal- Palmyra, Missouri. Mm-hmm. There was a hundred and 18 dogs i think and they took 24 so it wasn't the math's not quite right but uh it's, it's pretty close yeah and like you said that, that that is a friday and a saturday event yes yes you hunt two nights and it's either a double cast winner if you win both nights they hunt friday night win you hunt saturday night win you are you get to go first mm-hmm. um if there is from there they go to the single one night score okay but the highest one yeah so that's that's how you, they pick their you know top twenty five. There was five hundred and something dogs total competing there at the zones is what they said. I think five thirty eight or something like that was the total number that was competing to get to the top one hundred. Yeah. So and and then you know when you make it to the top one hundred, uh, it's just win and advance, win and then advance. So with you know you you hunt uh, one two. Three, three rounds, and then you're in the finals to hunt your fourth round. That's okay. how it generally works. Gotcha. Now, let's talk about you going through this this year, you and Jenna going through this this year, because you kind of have an interesting story, which I think is pretty cool. I know a lot of people that are familiar with this or have you know have watched any of the coverage, they've heard this story, but I just think it's a very cool story and that it all came together like you like you had said. So I'll, I won't, I'll just shut up and let you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll start at we'll start at that regional qualifying event. Uh I, I qualified her to a small club in Missouri. Um Aurora, Missouri is where it is. And they normally have a pretty good crowd. I think I've qualified Jenna there the last three years or four years. So and they're they're it's tough. It's in the middle of February, March area, and um, you know, coon training's tough and, and generally a coon or two will win those tests and, and Jenna's one of those ones who's generally going to go find one somewhere yeah and i remember the cast um i i drew a couple guys and we drove about an hour to, to hunt <clears throat> and it was winding down to the end of the cast jenna had made a den tree and was just out roaming around and we got to the top of this hill i, I my garmin picked her up tree she was like a mile point two or something a long ways away Oof. i remember getting to the top of this hill and, and hearing her tree through there and and uh, those guys heard her too and took my call and 
and we went to her and, and she had a coon. She treated the only coon of that cast that night and go. it worked out in my advantage to, to win. And, uh, it, all it takes, all I need to do is win. I didn't care how we did it and we got it done. Yep. So at fast forward there, you know, February or March and, and, uh, your entries, the entries for your zone comes on sale there on July 1st. I, uh, Trevor put the, from UKC, he put the big big notification out that, hey, you know, entries are on sale, get them, don't forget about them, and get it done. Well, I sit in, sit in front of a computer all day at work, so I just went ahead and, okay, I'm going to get it entered. I don't want to forget this. I'd like to, to make a statement, go to the world hunt. Yeah. So I, I I had actually, my nephew, um, Cash Cummings, had shown her, shown Jenna at that RQE as well. He wanted to show her, and she needed a few wins to the event show, and he won the RQE with her. So she actually was qualified for the, for the show too. I'm not much of a show dog guy, but mm -hmm. that's just how it works out. Yeah. Um, so I get on there July 1st, I get her entered in the, in the show. I get her entered in the hunt and, uh, you know, everything's all hunky dory. Nothing else comes that we're, we're still hunting, getting preparing and stuff. And, and, uh, well at autumn Oaks, we were planning on this, rolls around August, the entries closed there the, the last week of August and at Autumn Oaks. Well, I was expecting to take Jenna to Autumn Oaks and uh, as you know, we were there and she wasn't. Yeah. She had came and heat <laughs> on me just right before. I got ready to leave that Monday and, and she was she was out in her pen and she had come and heat on me and I thought, man, that's a bummer. I mean, I had her really looking good and I was hoping, had her entered in some to hunt there and was hoping to do some damage and yeah. it just didn't work out I, it, it was what it was I didn't want to take her being in heat and causing dealing with that issue so I just left her home yep. and uh, well uh, Jennifer my mother-in-law had asked me while we were there hey do I need to confirm your entry to get to the, the zones and I said no I've already done it online not a big deal well fast forward again a week Trevor releases the zone entries and I'm not on it and uh -huh. I'm thinking, oh no, I have forgot something. I, I, you know, I thought I did it, but I didn't. It was a couple months ago. Maybe I screwed up. Well, I get on the phone with Trevor. He gets, we get it figured out. I entered the wrong dog. I entered a dog and swapped the number around, and I don't know. I entered a plot dog or something. He said, <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> he got me. He got me fixed up there. It, it was my mistake. I, I don't know what happened, but either way, he fixed me up, and and. Uh, we get on the list. Well, in the same process, you know, we're only about 15 days into, into her heat cycle. And, and, uh, Trevor's like, Hey man, you don't know she's in heat. You want me to give you a refund for your money? And I said, Trevor, I, I don't think so. I said, um, I think we can get through it. She's, she's on her way out. And I said, I think I can, I can keep any, any big issues from horizon. And he said, okay, well, you let me know Thursday before you leave and I'll, I'll refund you your money if you want. And I said, okay, well, I talked to my boss about going and I hadn't said anything to her really. I had asked, requested the day off, but, um, my boss and another lady I work with had grandbabies getting ready to be due. <laughs> and for anybody that, that doesn't know me, I'm a loan officer at a bank, a real small town bank. And, and, uh, it, it ran with six employees. And so when two's gone, it's pretty rough. Yeah. And, um, that, that's just how it was going to have to be. And, and my other, my boss is the only other loan officer. So, you know, we were going to be without. And uh, I just, my boss said, Tyler, I, I don't think you're going to be able to get off. We got, you know, we got these grandkids too. And, 
And uh, that's, that's kind of takes the cake. And I said, Hey, I understand. I get it. That's just part of it. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm looking around, I got to find somebody to hunter and, and really I, I thought I could make it up Saturday night because in, in the zone, you have to hunt both nights. If you hunt, if you don't hunt Friday night, you can't hunt Saturday night. You're just automatically disqualified. Yep. And so I was like, okay, I just got to find somebody to turn her loose Friday night. It doesn't matter as long as I can get there by Saturday and hunt. Her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that was my plan. I called, made some phone calls. I had some friends up there and, and a buddy of mine named Justin Reeves, he lives there close. And he said, I tell you what, I'll guide you and, uh, or I'll guide her and I'll hunt her the first night. And that way, when you come up here, you can hunt her the next night. I said, man, I, you don't know how much I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, and, he got it all, all lined out for me. And Jennifer and Cheyenne took her up there um, Friday afternoon, and they they got her her their confirmation done, and got her confirmed. And uh, so he was able to pick her up and and do that. Well, in the process, my boss, being as nice as she is, she she said, "Hey, um, the one girl that was on vacation for for her grandkid." had some complications and she wasn't going to be able to spend time with her grandbaby anyway. So she said, I'll come back in and I'll work, you know, those a couple hours for you. If you think you can leave by one thirty or two and make it to your hunt. And I said, okay, but it was six hour drive from my work to where, where, yeah, where she was hunting at. So I said, well, I'd have to leave by two to get there by eight. Yeah. And, uh, well, we kind of talked about this Thursday beforehand. And my boss said, I tell you what, you come to work tomorrow, but you had your truck packed, ready to go. I said, okay. So, um, long story short, the lady is able to work for me. I mean, save me big time. I said, all right, yeah. I appreciate it. Two o'clock. I was, I was in the driver's seat. We were headed to Palmyra and, and just for a shot. We didn't, we didn't care really. We were just excited to get to go. Yep. So I'm sure you, I get you out obeyed there that and, speed limit the whole way, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know that that ten over rule. I think that's about where I was at the whole way out there. Uh, and so I get out there, and, and Justin meets me. He drops in his tent of where we're going to go hunting at, and uh, so we get out there, and it's a beautiful spot. I mean, there's I got I draw a couple guys, three other guys there, and and we get to the spot. Jenna, I was nervous about sitting over Justin anyways, just for the fact that Jenna doesn't like strangers. She's a She's a very odd dog, a very one man man dog, and she gets very weird around people and, and I, tends to be very hard to catch. I thought you had a walker dog. Yeah, exactly. Not exactly. a cur dog. That, that's what I. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. I've got those too, but uh, she would remind you of one. So, anyways, we get to the woods that night. Good, pretty spot. We get them turned loose, and and then a tree the coon out of the truck, and another dog covers me there, and mine leaves she leaves this tree and she just runs off i mean acts completely weird and runs plumb off she, i find her there at the end of the end after the hunt was over and uh treated with a coon that just was our luck you know it didn't, yeah. didn't work out that night i thought well she hadn't she hadn't been turned loose in 20 nights because she'd been in heat i hadn't hunted her at all or anything i thought yeah. well tonight tonight's not to knock the rust off not a big deal yeah so the next night saturday night um i decided well we're gonna we're going to give her a shot again. And, and I draw some uh, three more guys there. And one guy's guide and he's out of town, out of state, but he's got him a good spot there. And he says, Hey, we're going to, we're going to drop, uh, which drop hunting means we're going to, you're going to turn loose, tree coon together, load the dogs, go to the next spot. Mm-hmm. He was trying to rack up a big score. That's the way to save hunt time. And 
and I don't blame him. I, I, I get what he was trying to do. And well, uh, unfortunately for him, my dog is not a drop hunt type of dog. Yeah. Uh, she absolutely hates other dogs. And, and if they come to her or come around her, she's able to go the complete opposite direction just to get away from them. So sounds like a family trait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gets it straight <laughs> from her grandpa and daddy. And that's just, that's how she's been since day one. And uh, we pull up to this first spot there, and it's a it's a cornfield on both sides, big cornfield, and right down the middle of it is a fence row, and this fence row runs a mile long, right down. <laughs> and I told that guy, I said, "What's your plan here?" He said, "Oh, we're going to tree a coon, we're going to get them together down that tree and get out." I said, "Okay." I said, "That's not going to work for me, but we'll we'll try it." <laughs> so we turn them loose, and I strike for a hundred, which is first strike for those of you who don't know, and um. The rest of them dogs kind of fall in. They get in the corner, run a minute, and uh, this little black female is up tree and a coon on the edge there by herself. And that guy, he could he, tell he's kind of wanting to call time out, but, you know, three other dogs, there wasn't nothing he could really do. So he recuts her, and another dog there gets treed, and the old black female trees with it. And uh, the third dog actually ends up tree in there too. And so get in there, and they've got a big circle tree. You couldn't really find nothing. There, there were coons all down the fence row, and, in the meantime of this, my dog is out going, headed across this cornfield at a pretty high rate of speed. And it's probably a 200-acre cornfield. And she's going to the closest timber. It's probably seven or eight-tenths of a mile. And that's where she was headed. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we pull off this second tree there. And I, I, they wanted to call timeout on me and um, try to move spots. And I kind of threw a thin. I was like, guys, don't call timeout on me. You know, it's not, my, not, not her fault. It's we uh we did this but you guys kind of did this to yourself and one of the other guys in the cast was like yeah you're right we can't really call time out on her so we they get recut again and they make another tree in this centro and uh mine's treat at this time she's went across the road and found this little patch of wood but i can't hear and so we we score this tree again it's just a circle tree and pull off of it and uh they got the eight minutes working on me and, and i told them i said guys if the eight minutes catches me, we're going to call time out. We're going to go somewhere else. But I said, if someone walks up here with me, we'll see if we can hear. And if I get her treated in, we'll we'll get her scored. And they said, okay. So eight eight minutes is working. One of them, one of the handlers in the cast comes up with me, and and uh, sure enough, you can just barely hear. He hears her. We get her treated in, and and in UKC, you can call time out and move around. You know, move when you're scoring dogs and wanting to leave and stuff. So we were able to save some hunt time there. And, called time out and got over there to where she was at, got her scored and she had a coon. So that gave me 225 points and it uh, worked out just perfect. I couldn't ask it no better to work out. Yep. So the guy's like, Hey, you know, we're going to move spots. We're going to go somewhere else. I said, okay. And sure enough, we go to about a mile down the road and pull up to another spot that is exactly the same way. And I'm like, guys, this is, this is not going to be good again. You know, mm-hmm. we turn them loose and, and mine strike for, uh, 75 that time with the second. The other dogs get treated. They, there's two other dogs do, and they've got a coon. They get recut, and they actually make another tree, and they've got a, just a circle tree. We pull off of that tree, and I'm treated, and uh, those dogs get turned loose again, and they uh, they get treated there just real quick, like. And mine had made a loop through the cornfield and went back towards the truck and got treated about 100 yards from the truck. We went through and she had a coon and that gave me 425 points and nobody else could beat me at that time. And 
and the hunt was over. It, it worked out. You know, I won. Yeah. Well, I went back, got got back to the club, and I think I was, I think I was 16th out of 24 dogs that they got to take for okay. score wise, and mm-hmm. and that that advanced me there to the to the world finals. It, it worked out for me. Yeah. So you know, I, I I've got to show a lot of props to Jennifer and Cheyenne for getting her there, and and Justin Reese for getting me a, a hunt spot that first night and, and giving me an option to even be there the second. So. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean. And we we even spoke about this in the last uh, podcast we did. Is you know you guys have a great team and you guys really work together and uh, and it, and it definitely shows here. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, there's like I said before, you know, Shai's he's taught me a lot about training dogs and and being there, and he's he's been right there with me ever since I had her since day one, and and taught me a lot about dogs and training dogs, and and uh, you know Jennifer's been there. Um, she's she's the paperwork girl and. And the rule girl, I guess, in that aspect, and you know, she she gave Jenna a bath there when we were at zone just to make sure, you know, there was absolutely no no issues with the with the end of her heat cycle and stuff, just just to make sure. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they they had a lot to play into it. So yeah. that that yeah, as a, when you say a team, it, it definitely is. So now that gets you through zones, and then the following week you head to Tennessee, correct? Yeah. So. Um, back at it again, uh, we have to be at Dyersburg, Tennessee the next Thursday, uh, to hunt. Again, I haven't asked to be off work yet. I didn't <laughs> know I was going to make it this far. Yeah. So I've got to go Monday morning. I got to go into my boss's office and ask for, ask off for the next three days or two days. You know, I, after, um, I guess I, I left Wednesday after work and she said, no big deal. Go do big things. And I said, okay, you know, I, I got to thank her for that. Just short notice and stuff she yeah. definitely helped me out and as well as all my co-workers i mean they had to cover for me and everything else on short notice mm-hmm. and uh i couldn't i couldn't be more blessed in that aspect of it so get to Byersburg, tennessee um there's 104 dogs there 103 and me you know and, and we all have one goal in mind and that's the win yeah and when you get there there is a line of dogs out the door there's a big here at the fairgrounds and there's people everywhere. I mean, I've never seen so many people. I, I have been to the top 100 one other or two other times just with dogs that I had once with Jenna, once with a with a, the Iceman dog that um, uh, Austin and Tim talked about there in the yep. last episode. I, mm-hmm. I owned him and had him in the top 100. But I've been there with Cheyenne uh, twice, I think, and I was there whenever he got Shaq in the finals there in Elberton, Georgia. So I, I've been there and seen it, and this one was by far the the busiest there was people everywhere and i mean you know the locals there came out for it and, and it was really really neat deal and uh, you know props to dyersburg club it, they did a heck of a job awesome. so we're in we're you know when you get there you got to confirm your dogs bring them up with you and all everyone takes pictures you there were you know here we are 103 other dogs and that that are just as good or better than the one i've got and i got to tell them that i you know i've got the best one <laughs> so i'm I won't forget it. Uh, Steve Burkholder walks right up to me as soon as I get there, and he says, Tyler, I just want to let you know. He said, I've got your little dip pick to win this. I said, Steve, don't tell me that. <laughs> I said, there's, you know, I, I want to be an underdog, not a, not a, not, you know, a headhunter type deal. And, yep. and he said, I'm telling you, that's what I think. I said, okay. So fast forward to the night there, they draw our cats, and, 
And what do you know it? I draw a previous world champion, J.R. Gray, hunting, hunting a little insane scar female, which is out of uh, my partner with on Tier 1 uh, Custom Calls, Wayne Denny, uh, is out of his female, and which is also world champion, and then out of his world champion, male dog, Willie. And she had, she had been pretty pretty hot lately and was pretty popular little dogs there. And uh, I just I knew with her I had my hands full, not counting the other two. One of them was Danny Perez, which is out of, up here in northern Missouri. And uh, he's got a, a blue dog, one of the better blue dogs in the country, and popping him up Woodrow. And, you know, he's six or seven, and the dog's won all over the world. And uh, tough. He's a tough dog. And then I draw a dog out of Florida, an older gentleman had, and, and uh, he was no slouch, to, to say the least. He was, he was also a pretty nice little hound. And I'm thinking, man, I'm, here we go again. I, I, the other times I've been in the top 100, I'd never won a cast. And I thought, here we go, right back where we started. So, we uh, we draw, we draw a guy there, and he takes us to the most beautiful set of woods. He said it was 2,000 acres of hardwoods, nothing, water down around it, corn, everything. I mean, it's beautiful. Nice. And um, Perfect spot. We get, Yeah, perfect spot. And Jenna's, like I said, she didn't like to drop hunting deal real well. We, we like big blocks of timber. We like to walk. You know, when we tree a coon, we pull off and recut her. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we like to hunt the same block. We don't like to, to go elsewhere and stuff. And. So I'm thinking, all right, we're we're in our ball game, and uh, we we get cut loose there, and and scar strikes for a hundred, and I strike for a twenty five. I get four strikes. Scar trees a coon, I tree a coon, and uh, the other dogs make a couple trees. And needs to say, it gets to about about forty minutes left in the cast, and I've got a hundred and fifty points, and scar has two hundred and twenty five. Well, I on the way to one of the other dogs, mine gets trees. But uh, that sounds great. You know, you're thinking, all right. But in the same time, Scar gets treed, and she's the complete opposite direction. Uh, the two dogs from each other are over a mile. One, one I'd say about 1.2. Scar is six-tenths straight north of us, and Jen is six-tenths straight south. And I I end up getting treed before JR and go to me, and, and I've got a coon there. I get to recut with no leash lock ruling effect in UKC. I get to recut with about six minutes left. And, I'm thinking, you know, if JR's got a coon, I'm beat. It doesn't matter. I cut her loose. She strikes right there off the lead again and, and runs this track right around there. And the buzzer goes off, and about a minute and a half later, she gets treed. And I don't get her treed in. I'm thinking, oh, there it was. You know, I'm beat. Yep. And uh, so I go I go get her. She's got another coon there. And, and I, I said, well, girl, you, you did everything you could do. It just didn't, it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it takes the judge quite a while to, to – make it back to Scar's tree and I think JR was at his tree for about an hour and a half and uh, by the time I got done getting mine gathered and I got up there they were just starting they were just kind of in the middle of scoring it and what do you know it Scar missed the coon by a tree she was about 30 or 40 yards from a coon that she had missed she got some some cut over and, and they couldn't find her coon you know props to JR it, you know, you hear cheating and stuff and all these hunts, and he had perfect opportunity to do it. He could have very possibly moved it, and, uh, you know, he didn't even think about it. That's, he, he even told me, he said, Tyler, I'm telling you right now, you're going to win this world hunt. He said, I, I've got a feeling. He said, your dog looked good. She deserved to win. And I said, JR, don't tell me that once again, you know. <laughs> People making you nervous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, fast forward there to the to – the, um, what, what normally would be the hunt alone round, a lot of people know it as, they don't do that anymore. They just do away with it. They're only one round Thursday night. 
And uh, they say, all right, everyone, come, come back on Friday. So we got to go home and rest a little bit. We came back there on um, Friday night, and uh, there were 20, 23 cast winners, I think. Yes, 23. There was one dead cast that didn't, didn't make it in, and therefore there was – so there would be six, six casts of four dogs um, minus one dog, and uh, that therefore there was one three-dog cast. Well – we all go up, they have a handler's meeting, and, and we get to draw cats, and I go up and draw mine, and, and guess what? I draw the three-dog cat. Okay. And I'm thinking, hey, yeah, that's, you only got to beat two other dogs now, and, and that's, a, that's a good deal. Except yep. I drew a very good friend of mine who lives um, 10 miles from me right down the road here at Brandon Gaines, and, and he's got some good English dogs, and I draw him. You know? okay. I'm thinking, oh, man, it's, it's us or him, and I drew a little blue female out of Texas, and and I'm thinking, well, we ought to be okay, though. You know, um, I'm I'm hoping that these colored, you know, colored up dogs, maybe they uh, they'll they'll be a little low in strike, and I'll be able to strike for a hundred and three tune, and and kind of see where we're at. So this kid takes us. The guy does. He takes us there to some uh, wildlife management area, and it's it's a big old again, big pretty spot of woods. You know, one big section, and um, we we get cut loose there, and. and uh, I don't know. There's is after the minute. Um, the little, I think no. The uh, Brandon's dog strikes for a hundred, and and guess what? Uh, the little blue female strikes for seventy five. Old Tyler was wrong. I strike for fifty. You know, strike yep. for last. I'm thinking I'm beat, beat now. And they hit this river. Whenever they did, Jenna went right down the river, and and they went left, and uh, which is no surprise to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And. She runs this little track down through there and finally gets struck. It was probably five, six minutes into the cast. She gets struck, runs a little track down through there and gets treed. But I can tell it's not right. I, I'm, I'm real familiar with, with every bark she has. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. Well, we get we, we have to go score a rowdy and the blue female. They get treed in there and we get headed to them. And finally, Jenna gets gets a little better. I get her treed in and me and the guide, we go back to where where she's at there she's about seven eight tenths of a mile from us and and uh we went back to where she was and and got her tied up and weighed on the judge and, well they had they scored a couple dogs out of order and stuff and by the time they got to it there's only about 20 minutes left in the cast i tell you i was pretty upset because i didn't know what they had and mm-hmm. I, they were supposed to come score me and i'm sitting in my tree you know and, and well um they they end up calling timeout because they were scoring dogs out of order and was able to save some time actually opposite i, I kind of got upset for no reason so we uh we they shine my tree and we find my tune there pretty quick kiss me 175 points and the other dogs they they scored i think three trees while before me and they they just had circle trees they couldn't find any coons and and it was dry down there and and in that spot we were at there were pleasure hunters hunting and side to sides and it was oh, just geez. a pretty dis yeah it's a pretty difficult situation you know to have to deal with and yeah. Well, they they got the guy said, "You guys want to move? You want to stay here?" And I said, "Heck, I'm, I'm good with staying." You know, and and uh, of course the other guy's like, "Yeah, whatever." So we cut loose, and once again, old Rowdy Brandon's dog he strikes for a hundred. He opens and opens there about three or four times. They come straight just right here in front of us. And the little blue female she strikes for seventy five, and and uh, he ended up training her for I think seventy five in there with Rowdy. And I'm thinking, oh great, you know, Jenna hadn't even barked again. And uh, we get in there, and, and me and Brandon, Brandon said, what do you think, Tyler? I think he's got a coon. I said, Brandon, I've hunted with him a bunch. That sucker's got a raccoon, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm thinking, here, he's going to have more points than me. I'm beat. My dog is just going to run off, and, and that's that. Well, we get in there, and we can't find this coon. We shine around, shine around. The little blue female had, had moved about 50 or 75 yards and got treed again, and, and uh, we couldn't find it. So circle, circle, rowdy up. You know, it's another break I got. Uh, we pulled off, pulled rowdy off, and got him reaped up there. And, and the little blue female, like I said, was treed. And we could tell she was in the ground and uh, went over there to – to handle her being in the ground and Rowdy happened to be there. He didn't, didn't have much time to get gone. And when we handled her, um, like I said, he was there as well. And we, we pulled her out of, she was in the a hole in the bottom of the tree and we pulled her out. There was a pot. Um, mm. So in, in UKC and in the world championship, you get scratched for any off game. And man, I hated to see it in a way, but again, it was a break for me and, and they got scratched, yeah. but there was, um, there was, 25 minutes left in this cast now and I had to hunt it by myself and hope mine didn't do the same thing. Yep. So the, the weirdest thing happened that I was telling you guys how wild and crazy she was and she uh, we, were, we were about 100 yards from a bridge that crossed this river. She comes back down the river to that bridge and she comes back up on top of that bridge and she sits at that bridge for the last 25 minutes of that cast. She just sits there. Doesn't move. I, I to, to this day I'm mind blown how she knew you know what she was supposed to be doing and had it been any other night i'd have been so mad but i tell you i even told one of the guys in the cast i said hey go put your tailgate down and i said after 15 minutes when it gets less than that i hope she jumps in and uh they they kind of laughed you know when cast got over i hollered at her and she come right to me and i got her you know was, we're a winner that's all that matters yep so well now we're back to um stick we're in the top six so that there's those six cast winners come back and, and hunt against each other heads up so it's one-on-one okay uh, three one-on-one cat one-on-one dog cat and i have never for the life of me and jenna won a heads up cat her and i cannot win one we couldn't we couldn't win it a uh, one dog cat i don't think but we danger can't win a two dog <laughs> so i'm nervous i know that i'm beat there's absolutely nothing i can do I, i'm just i might as well chalk it up i made the top six that's good enough let's go home mm-hmm. um we're sitting around there and, and uh, me and a couple of buddies, which is Wyatt Molin's one of them and Jeremiah Roller's another one. We're sitting there and we're talking about it. Man, we've been talking all week about, man, I hope we don't draw each other, you know. It'd be cool to see each other in the finals. And Well, um, when one of those cats come back, uh, you, you know, we're, we're assuming that when that happens, there's going to be two cats because one dog, you can't have a one dog cat. So that means one of them's going to be a three dog cat, one will be a two dog cat. And that's, you know, one of us going to have to knock the other out at some point at that time. And we're pretty bummed out about it. Hang on one second. You, you missed one thing. So one of those casts came back as a, as a dead oh. cast, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. So one of those one of those casts came back dead. So therefore, you have to tree a coon in, in the World Championship to keep advancing. You can't come back with no coon scored. And mm-hmm. like I said, it was it was rough. The hunting was rough. And, and uh, I uh, can't believe we didn't have more dead casts than that. But so they get back, and one of these cats is dead, so therefore there's five dogs with one. So five instead of six. Correct, yes. Where you would have two or three two-dog cats, you're now then going to have a two-dog cat and a three-dog cat. Yep. And uh, props to Alan and Trevor. They came over to us, and they said, guys, I need to have you in a meeting. So it was it was me, Wyatt Monin, Jeremiah Roller, um, Bryce Matthews and Kurt Aaron. We all, all five of us, they had us in a, mer- in a meeting. That was their five winners from early. And they said, guys, here's the deal. 
we have to have it to hunt tomorrow night. They said, what happens if you go out and the two-dog cast or the three-dog cast is dead tonight? If one of those is dead, your winner will be crowned tonight on Friday night. Yep. You know, the public won't be happy. All the media stuff tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. So we said, okay, well, what's your plan of attack here? And, you know, props, like I said, props Allen and Trevor, they said, hey, why don't we draw a card? Um, we'll, we'll put on there uh, what, we'll put ones on three cards and twos on the other card and, and three of you can draw, you know, we'll draw everyone will draw and uh, what if you have a one, um, you can go ahead and advance to the finals and if you have a two, you'll just hunt heads up tonight uh, and then, you know, the winner of that will make a fourth, the fourth dog for the finals tomorrow. Yeah, And I said, okay, we, we all agreed. Yeah, that's a great idea, you know, because three people, you have a, a you know, 60% chance of making the final. Yeah. And that's, that's a pretty big chance. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, let's do it. Well, we all stick our hands in the pot and draw them out there. And, and uh, what do you know it? Uh, me, Jeremiah Roller, and Wyatt Moan and all draw one. The three buddies that we, you know, we wanted to make it through and not draw each other till the finals. And, and that's mm-hmm. what we did. So, um, me, me and Bryce and me and Kurt are friends as well. I mean, it was just, it was such a good time because we were yeah. all, you know, the camaraderie was there. Yep. Uh, so they draw and and Bryce and, and Kurt stick. You know, they they just drew drew the short straw and it, it was a bummer for them because they didn't, you know, they made just as much noise as we did and, and didn't have any reason to go home yet. But mm-hmm. that was just luck of the draw that thing. So there was another one of me and me and Jenna's big breaks and yeah and. Uh, so Bryce and Kurt go back and hunt, and well, not long after Trevor comes over to me and Wyatt and Jeremiah and says, "Hey Tyler and hey guys, I want to let you know that our media team is going to be in at five a.m. to uh, uh, to do interviews for the slate round." That generally that's when they would be here, but you know at this time it's only you know twelve midnight, one o'clock in the morning or so. Mm-hmm. So. He said, I'd really like you guys to stick around till five o'clock so you can do those interviews. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> we all just, we go, go to our truck and sleep a while, you know, and, yeah. and they get there at 5 a.m. So if you guys haven't seen it, the interviews that you, that I've, I, uh, that we've had so far there from UKC, they, that was at 5 a.m. That's why if I seem a little bit out of it, that's why. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Bryce and Kurt go out and hunt it off, and, and Kurt Aaron wins the deal with Whitey, and uh, which that's one that's one of the dogs that I really hated to draw. And at this point, they're all good ones, but man, I, I knew Kurt was backing a good one, and yeah. I thought, great, here we go. And and uh, so again, that 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 cleans us up for Friday. We yep. go into Saturday night. Hang on one sec. So Autumn Oaks, I hunted. I went walked along on a cast with you and Shaq. And we hunt with Bryce and yep. uh, and Jed, the dog that he was hunting. Yep. And I just yeah, kind of want to get. I forgot that you were. Yeah. Right. I just kind of uh, want to so get. So little... me and Bryce. What's yep, that? Yep. There, <laughs> there was some. There's some history. History there for all of us. Uh, we we did at Autumn Oaks. We drew Bryce and Jed, the same dog he was hunting there. Yeah. Uh, at at the World Hunt, it's super cool deal for for Bryce because I mean he was winning everywhere with him. The dog was hot. And, yeah. And uh, he he was really really competing well, and, and Bryce is a good good dude we're still you know we're, we're buddies and mm-hmm. and uh he's, he's another young gun in my opinion that that's gonna do big things in, in the coon hunt world 
Yep. Um, as long as as long as Nicky lets him keep going or makes him <laughs> keep going, one or the other. Yeah. No, but I just wanted uh, to give him a little shout out because, like I said, I got to hunt with him and Jed uh, absolutely. at Autumn Oaks, and, and at the same point, he's he owns Midwest Laser Works, and and I just actually recently got yes. a sign from him uh, that he made for me. So check him out as well. Yep, and he's he's making me and Jenna a sign as well. I told him what I wanted on it, and, and uh, I told him I didn't care what it cost. He was just just make me a sign, and and of course he's reasonable, but uh, yeah. I'll I'll definitely post it when I get it because it, it'll be neat. Definitely. So, um, anyway, going on there, uh, we made the finals, and and of course we went to bed at five o'clock or six o'clock that morning, and we had to be back up there at four or five o'clock. Alan bought us some pizza there, and and uh, we had a little meeting. And, so it, it, at this point, it's, it's myself and Jenna, Jeremiah Roller, and the Sleepy Dog, um, White Monin, uh, and um, Hawk, and uh, Kurt Erring and Whitey. And there's some history between when me and Wyatt. Wyatt, Wyatt lives up in north northwest Iowa, and it's miserable cold up there in the winter time, as everybody knows. And he he comes down in the winter time a lot, and he spends quite a bit of time at my house. He actually stayed with me a month or two last winter, and. And so me and me and wife's tight. I mean, we're we're pretty good friends, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, so it's super cool. I was super excited to see him in it. He's he's again, he's twenty twenty five, I think, and you know, I'm twenty seven and, and roller, he lives here at Springfield, Missouri, which is just about an hour and a half from me. And and uh, big Kurt Aaring, he lives up in Missouri about about five hours from me. We we draw each other pretty often, uh, just around the circuit and stuff and and um absolutely no hard feelings so we yeah. we sat around all day and just just talked and alan and trevor had made comment to us that hey you know what um i've never seen a world hunt where all four guys sat around and talked so much they said <laughs> most of the time there's one in every corner yeah. and not talking and, and was, yeah we're, we're we're a little different you know we're these western boys over here that don't mind each other too bad but at the same point i think it just shows that the caliber of dog that comes out of that area i think and if you look at a lot of the big hunts where they're hosted and and where a lot of these dogs have done a lot of winning come from that little area you guys are from is is a hotbed that's for sure right like i said earlier my my partner there at tier one lane denny he won it here he lives an hour from me he won the world championship with emmy um mm-hmm. cheyenne cummings my father-in-law he won the national championship there at automotive with chat uh you know brandon Gaines, he lives right here that's when i drew in the semifinals. so Yep. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of um, good dogs in this area, and then you know you're talking about um, uh, Roller. He just lives right down the road there, and and Kurt Aaron, and man, there's there's it, the list can go on and on. There's a lot lot of good dogs within an hour of my house. Yep. And even Wyatt, you know, I, I like to throw Wyatt in on it. I tell him I I converted him to the southern side, and that's that's why he's got a good dog. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, back to it. Uh, here we are. We're in the finals, and it's us four. And and man, I'm I wasn't nervous. I told you I, I wasn't. We talked all day, and and it was just another cat. Mm-hmm. And I thought, here we go. And I, I went on through some mentality. I don't care if I win, lose, or draw. I'm proud of where I've gotten, and, and I'm proud of my dog. You of know, I don't, very many yep. people can say they say they got in the finals, and and uh, you know, here we go. So we go, and and they take us to this duck hunt spot that is beautiful. They say uh, some. Um, celebrities duck hunt hole. I think someone had said something about Luke Bryan or something. Big duck hunt spot, and, and I mean yeah. it is pretty. And they left it just just for us. Shout out to the Dyer's Bird Club leaving it till the finals, and uh, got it planned out there. And, 
And I'm thinking, well, I'm fourth anyways, you know. <laughs> I, I, I even made the comment of, hey, at least I'm the world champion female, no matter what. Nobody can say that, you know. Yeah. We're proud of where we got. So we get out there and we get our the cameras on and, and everybody's there. And, and, you know, we've got 15 trucks going to the woods. we got camera crews, UKC staff, guides, judges, all these people wanting to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, all, we all shake hands and, and get ready to turn loose. No Kurt says, let's go coon hunting, boys, and, and here we go. So we cut them loose there in this path of timber down this levee, and, and I get struck for 100. And uh, Whitey there, he strikes for 75. And, and um, Sleepy, he strikes for, for a quarter. And Hawk strikes for 50. Well, Hawk and Sleepy get to running down this road and, and kind of getting away from each other. And and uh, they get plumb, plumb out of here, and we don't really know where they're at. Well, and not too long, Jenna, she's struck and treed there. She, I hear her get treed, and, and um, Whitey's just right there behind me. I get treed for 100. She's about 300 yards from the truck. Get in there, and, and Wyatt finds my coon. He says, yep, I got him. So we pull off of there, and I've got 225 points, and, and Whitey's got 150. And I'm thinking, oh, I got that one out of the way. Now, now the pressure is on, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the guy tells us where to go there, and we got the, the time working. Um, Hawk and Sleepy, they, we have to hear them within eight minutes of pulling off that, or, or uh, they, um, you know, they get minus their strike points, and so. We, we pull off there, and sure enough, we can't hear them. So they get minus their strike points. So we get turned back loose again, me and Whitey. And, and uh, I get struck for 100 again there right after a minute. Whitey strikes right behind me. And, and what do you know it? Our dogs just blow out of pocket. It's gone. I'm like, oh, no. You know, here we go. The eight minutes going to be working on us. Well, we get up on top of this levee, and, and uh, you can hear a dog way through there, or so we think we can. And I'm like, Judge, you hear that dog? You know, I hear that dog. And, and I'm thinking it's Hawk. And I, I don't know that even to this day. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't think it was now. But I said, I, you hear Hawk? You hear Hawk? And Judge says, yeah, I hear him. And White says, okay, striking tree Hawk. And I, I didn't know it at this time, but Hawk was over two miles. Holy smokes. Yeah, there's probably no way we heard him. But, you know, props to Wyatt, it, it put me in a position at that point um, to hear mine again. So mm-hmm. we walked to this little field edge about 800 yards, and we get to this field edge. Mine's treed down the side of it about nine-tenths of a mile, and uh, I can hear her. So I get her treed in there, and, and hot white takes a minus because we decide that we can't hear him. And uh, so here we go to me. I've got another coon. So that gives me um, 450 points. Whitey has 150. You know, Hawk's taking some minus, and, and Sleepy has 25 minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get at this point, I can I can take an option. I can either lead Sleepy's treat in, so I can either lead back to Sleepy, or I can uh, I can recut my dog and, and a lot of guys are like man keep her on the lead keep her on the lead and I said guys I tell you what I said I'm I this dog got me here I'm gonna bank on her I'm gonna recut her because that whitey dog of Kurt Aaron had me scared to death I thought <laughs> this little sucker gets in a pocket of these coons and he's gonna beat my eyeballs out and I'm gonna be leading my dog around like a dummy I was honestly so, wondering why I, why uh, you didn't and I think a lot of people that's were. why I did it right there. Yeah, they were, and, and even the guys on the cast, like, what are you doing, you know? I said, guys, I just, I, I don't trust the whitey dog. I've seen him, he can trim like squirrels when he gets in them, and I, I'm going to take my chance. So, um, and I was in the best hunt, and I, I was getting ready to be somewhere that I couldn't, I wasn't going to be able to hear um, in that position, but I, I thought, if I can get treed before we get out of here, we'll be okay. So I got recut, and I cut her towards these other two dogs, and, 
what do you know it? She she doubles back on me and goes right back where she come from. And uh, she goes about 300 yards past where she was at. And I heard her strike there off the levee, and I got her struck. And she barked about 10 times and just got treed. It wasn't no time. She just treed in less than 10 minutes. Um, again, I thought, well, she did that one right, you know. And uh, we were going to have to walk over a mile to the next dog, to the sleepy dog. And, and I said, Judge, how about this? How about just go ahead and treat me back in, and, and I'll go back to my dog and wait on you guys. You know, that's a big gamble to take because if she's slick or even has a possum, I could potentially lose that cast. But, again, I, I felt like that dog had got me there, so I was going to take my chance. Yeah. So me and, the, me and the backup judge go, and we sit at their tree for, uh, I think it was 48 minutes or something left in the cast when I treat her. And, so we sat there and sat there and sat there, and I handled her on a big tree there. And uh, when I did that, I thought, well, at least it's not a slick tree, so that ought to be okay. But, boy, I hope there's not a little possum hanging up there somewhere. Yep. And uh, so they get there, and, and the other dogs, the sleepy dogs, had a circle tree. And, and you know, we shined my tree, and it ended very long. And hunt over, and, and they shined my tree, and I got my third coon there. And, boy, I remember I grabbed Jeremiah and gave him a big old hug. And uh, yelled real loud and stuff. It, it was pretty exciting for me to, to do oh. that and gave her a big old pat pat on the head. And, I mean, and, so. uh, you know, it it still wasn't the realization that you know you just won a, the world hunt. It was just the mm -hmm. realization of you know I, I won that cast. And yeah. So, um, I uh, I was excited. That that was good. We started yeah. to go back to score sleepy at that point. I, they gave me six hundred points and nothing could beat me. Didn't matter what happened, what the trees were. So. Get back to score the other two dogs. Sleepy had a coon, gave him 125 points, and Whitey had a circle tree there. And, and Hawk was over four miles from the cast. Um, wow. At that time, he, he had got kind of no man's land and had nowhere to go, and he just ran away. And Like I said, I, I owe Wyatt a big one because potentially he won me part of that cast just by treeing his dog through there. And, mm -hmm. and uh, that, that, that was, a, that was a, a big deal. And he did it not only for, for him, but for me and uh, props to him. So. Uh, so that explains our cast. You know, we got back to the trucks there and, and took a bunch of pictures, and, yeah. and uh, it, it was awesome. It, now, it was, it was. The one thing I, I want to say is like, it's still September, so there's still a lot of leaves. So even just being able to see Coon is is a pretty big feat. So right, you, you happen to own this company that makes these squalors, and they seem to work pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't yeah. you tell us so about them? It's kind of a funny kind of a funny deal um so i own me and lane denny own a business together uh named tier one custom calls uh ben actually has one of the squalers i put him up there at autumn oaks and, and um so we in this final cast these guys they're all i mean like i said they're buddies but i didn't just sell them these squalers when we were there i didn't take any with me to the world hunt i didn't we were actually out still from autumn mm -hmm. oaks and and uh so i didn't have any inventory built up and well uh Wyatt, Jeremiah, and Kurt Aaron were all wearing these squalors. Every one of them in the cast is wearing Tier 1 custom calls. That's awesome. Uh, really super, super cool deal. That's what I thought. And, and I didn't actually realize it until after the cast. I said, you guys are all wearing my squalors. <laughs> and on my last tree, I actually turned to the camera there. I didn't know if it was on or not, but I turned to the camera and I said, Tier 1 custom calls, baby, and, <laughs> and uh, walked off. It's kind of a, an advertisement moment for yeah. me. So, um but yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, we found all every tune that we felt like we should have in that cast, and, and um, Jenna's last one, she was in a great big tree, and and uh, so I, I found her there. I props to 
props to Mike Wallers. I, I felt like that had a big big thing to do with it all week. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and Jenna was, and this is another little quick thing. So from zones, from Friday night at zones all the way through the finals of the World Hunt, Jenna was four. She made fourteen trees and she had fourteen coons. Um, I, I found every coon that she had treed. So very cool. You know that that says something for him. Yeah, definitely. No, like I said, and, and it's a time so, of year that getting circle trees is easy, just because. You know, you get you get a big leafy tree, and coon don't want to look. So right, yep, yep. And down there in those Mississippi River bottoms, there were some big ones. I, I treated a cypress tree there on the in the top one hundred the first round, and man, it was huge. And sure enough, found him just right off there, and, and mm-hmm. um, that that makes a big difference in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. So then, I guess that after that, you know, I just just kind of wrap this up. We did our interviews and stuff. You guys will be seeing all that come out in a couple of weeks. I think Trevor's still finishing it up. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Ben's podcast, UKC's podcast will come out tomorrow with me on it, okay. I do believe. And then it should be October the 5th. I, I think I saw where they're going to release that. And, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of media stuff along with it that will release at some point. I, I haven't heard. And, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, so, so that explains our world hunt. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, once in a lifetime, I guess. How long did it take to really sink in that it, that you won the world hunt? Um, I, I tell you, I didn't. It didn't really sink in until about Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I got there on UKC's website and started looking at the uh, the list of historical winners and historical world hunts. You know, I'm on there with Big D and and uh, Jane and X Junior and you know mm-hmm. Emmy Lane's Emmy female and stuff. You know that. That's crazy to me. It just yeah. seems nuts that mine is on the same list as one of them. And, and uh, I'm not saying she don't deserve it, but, man, it's just to say that you own one is, is just crazy. And yep. now it's really sunk in, you know. UKC sent me a bunch of cool pictures, and and uh, I, I I would love to relive it every day. Yeah. I I can't imagine, and I doubt I ever will. But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't think that either. And like I said, I had so many breaks going through that. I mean, just stuff that, you know, that, that cast that I drew during the finals, even there, there was no reason why I should have won that cast. My dog looked phenomenal. I mean, she looked flawless. I hope nobody ever sees her go again that, that saw <laughs> that because um, she just, she looked perfect. You couldn't ask her to look no better. Mm-hmm. And um, I, but, but the good Lord was looking down on me and, and I was supposed to win that, that hunt. And I firmly believe that there was, you know, like I said, all the breaks I got from the beginning about even from not being on the list to not being able to go to, to everything. Yeah. And, and I mentioned it there in my first podcast, or I mean, my first interview with UKC about a Cinderella story. And I kind of feel like it was that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I owe him a lot of the credit. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's crazy. Definitely is. Now, now, what's the big plans with Jenna now? Any you gonna breed her? Uh, you gonna big, you going to more hunts? You, you gonna try and win something else? Back to back? Well, a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people's asked me. Um, she just turned five there three or four days after that, which was last week. Uh, so she's still got a lot of life left in her, and and um, I'm I'm going. I, I had a litter of puppies off of her and watched out hunter last year at this time. They just turned a year old as well, and uh, I'm gonna hunt them, and I'm just gonna keep hunting her. You know, she's right here in her prime. I, I don't want to take take and make her a brood female at this time yet yeah. i uh um i wanted to just this hunter i want the pkc world hunt we got zones here and and so here at miami and i want to try to get her through that i did tried that last weekend and um 
whenever I, uh, I actually got beat. And funny story, so uh, everyone will get a kick out of this, and I'm not too proud to say it. So I hunted Friday night at the PKC World Zones here, and I turned my dog loose there. Like I said, she was 14 for 14 on turns to the World Hunt. Um, looked phenomenal. Everyone was like, oh, you know, what if she treat a possum on that last tree and you were scratched? If the guy just saw me treat a possum in four years, you know, I ain't too worried about it. Friday night, I cut her loose to PKC World Hunt, and this chip tree is a slick tree and a possum bolt. <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. I, I literally just laughed. When that, she treated her possum, I just started dying laughing. That was Friday night as a, as a qualifier there. And, and uh, you know, I, I hunted her Saturday night, too, and, and she treated, she looked back to her normal self, treated two coons there. And I just got beat on a tiebreaker. And, uh, but... So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep hunting her, and and I'd say a couple of years I'm gonna breed her to something. I haven't decided what yet, okay. um, but I'm just gonna kind of soak it up, soak soak up time with her, and and uh, see if we can win something else. We got PKC World Hunt, more qualifying nights next week out at Salem. Um, awesome. I'm gonna go out there out there all week and see if I can get her through, and and I've never been to the PKC World Hunt, so it'd be a be a first for me and her both, and. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we can do some do some more damage before I decide to, to put her up. There you go. That'd be pretty cool to turn around and win another world hunt with her. Absolutely. I think there's been one or two other dogs that's won both of them, and they didn't win them in the same year. So it'd be cool to do that, but, man, yeah. that's asking an awful lot. That is, but, I mean, I think, like you said, she's still young. So even if it's not this year, you still got plenty of time. Yep. So. What else you got for me? I think it's pretty cool that, they they announced the super hunt right after Autumn Oaks, right before the world hunt. I thought, yeah, right before the world hunt. So, Joy Dog right. Food, new new thing they're coming out with this, uh, what, February? March? Yep, yep. No, he told me February because okay. I was worried Jenna would come in heat. February. They're, they're coming out with this new thing called the super hunt, where they're going to hunt the UKC world hunt winner, the PKC world hunt winner, and what else? The pro sport, pro sport. world hunt winner. Okay. So they want to try and hunt the three world hunt winners, if if at all possible. If not, they have some other yep. alternatives. But basically, three of the top hounds in the country every year. Yep, they want us to go to go to te- go to Texas in the dead of winter and hunt against each other. Yeah, and uh, I think it's a cool idea, and I think with the experience that Josh has with Joy and, and media and like the YouTube, he's done YouTube and podcasts. I think. The coverage will be pretty good, and um, which heck, we we didn't really give UKC too much of a shout out there, but UKC's coverage of their major events has gone leaps and bounds the last couple of years, and the whole YouTube live play by play, and you know, the the video wasn't amazing, but uh, hey, you know, you're you're in the middle of the woods, how? So yeah, and man, shout out to the to the camera kid there. He uh, he loved it. 60 or 80 pound backpack full of a booster off around plus a hundred pound camera. And I mean, we walked, we went, we, I think we walked six or seven miles in that cast. Oh, when he got back to the truck, he, he was gutted. I, I don't blame him. I was gutted. I was gutted for him. And, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, shout out, shout out to UKC and their media team. I mean, they killed mm-hmm. it. Uh, Definitely. Other than the fact that, that I was Tyler coming close tonight, other than that, we were good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I did hear that a few times, but. No, so, so, you, so you are confirmed though to go to the super hunt then, huh? Yes, yes. So I I called Josh, or he actually called me there right after, and, and uh, asked if I was 
game to go, and, and I said, heck yeah, I'll go. I just said on one condition. Jenna normally comes in heat. You know, she just came out there the end of August or first of September, and, and I said, you know, six months, she's, she could potentially be in heat then, and I said, I just, you know, if we need to change it or something, I'm giving you a heads up now, and he said, well, we can, we'll probably work around that, so mm-hmm. that'll that'll be good. That's awesome, and I, I'm excited to see her in that, so. Yeah, I hope, she, hope her play by play is just as good as the last one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think that's about all I have. Perfect. If you have anything else, feel free. Um, the only thing I've got is, man, I, I just want to uh, thank everybody that, that had anything to do with it. And I don't mean, you know, people at home. I had I had uh, people here taking care of stuff, um, you know, my animals and stuff. Uh, Mr. Blake Painter, he's actually sitting across from the table with me right now. He he fed all my, my cows while I was gone. You know, my wife took care of my dogs that were here. And, and uh, I, I couldn't thank, thank them more. Of course, my in-laws and stuff, they, they took care of that. Uh, side of it getting her to zones and and um, when I got home kind of a, a good deal I got home and, and they had thrown us was trying to throw a surprise party for me I happened to find out about it uh, through a through a bad text message somebody had sent me but uh, when I got home there was 30, 30 or 40 of my closest friends and family here in the driveway and I couldn't be more proud of it you know and and uh, you know shout out to them guys and, and I my phone I literally answered messages for a week straight my phone still blows up about it and uh you know facebook only lets you have five thousand friends if anybody was curious (laughs) Uh, so i have friend requests that i haven't accepted and and i don't mean that on purpose i just don't have any room for them yep but uh you know we the 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 end of the day we we put all of our our trophies on the shelf and and uh our boots aren't going to get cobwebs in them We're, we're still back at it and and but just you know thank everybody that that had anything to do with supporting us or watch this or, or sent a message and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we will see it right back out there because we're not going to hang it up. Awesome. I look forward to keeping an eye out and hopefully we'll see her again. When I hope some, you do too. Something big. So. Absolutely. Well, like I said, thank you very much, Tyler. I really appreciate it. No problem. Maybe I'll be a third, third time guest. Yeah, definitely. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media, and until next time, keep them talking in the timber.